Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 69 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, the 2021 Savvy Shopkeeper Survey Results. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So my intention for this episode is really simple. It's just to share the results of the the survey I sent out, I guess that was maybe a month ago. I want to make sure that I mention, of course, I will not share names or any private information, although there wasn't much to really submit other than an email address. But I wouldn't share any of that without anyone's permission. I am sharing some of the feedback, but I won't share names. I won't share store owners' names or anything like that. I want you to trust that all of that is confidential, and I don't want anyone to feel awkward about this episode. This episode is more about breaking a little more of the elusiveness of independent retail. It can be, I've talked about this before, but it can be really challenging to understand where we are in relation to other micro retail business owners. And again, it's not about comparison. It's just about kind of understanding where we fall amongst each other. There's comfort in knowing that we're not alone, you know? The results of the survey were really enlightening to me, so I know they'll be enlightening for you too, and that's why I want to share them. Pretty simple. First, of course, I want to start off with a shopkeeper shout-out, and this episode's shout-out It actually goes to two shopkeepers. These are the two names uh, we randomly drew from the 100 shopkeepers who completed the survey. These winners each won a one-hour coaching call with me. And the first one was Sarah. She's the owner of Indie South Fair. It's a gift shop and modern maker's market in Georgia. And of course, we'll link her in the show notes. And then Margaret of Off Main Gifts in New Jersey. I notified both of them by email, and their reactions were the same. They were both so gracious and excited that they won and that we were going to get on a call together. It was just really fun to see. And I did have recently had my one-hour calls with each of them this past week. So I just want to say that I actually really enjoyed speaking with them. I hope, Sarah and Margaret, that I was helpful to both of you, that I was able to answer as many questions as possible in that one hour. And I want to, of course, make sure that we mention that we will be linking both of their websites in the show notes if you want to visit their websites, if you want to shop with them. Of course, I encourage you to do that. It's nice when we can all support each other too, even if it means you just follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Again, I think it's important to say thank you to each and every one of you who completed the survey, and congrats to Sarah and Margaret both for winning one-hour calls. So I am going to quickly get into the survey results. There's like no frills in this episode, because I actually have a lot to say, and I don't want this episode to go past the 30-minute mark, and I have no idea. I have a feeling we could probably get there, but then again, I, I, don't, I never really know. Okay, so one of the first questions or the first question, if I remember correctly, that I asked on the survey was just about everyone's business model, I guess you can say. I was just trying to determine how many have brick and mortar stores and how many of the people that were responding to the survey 
were makers or artists and actually make their own products. So there was 73% own brick and mortar stores. That didn't surprise me. And then 36% are makers. And I just want to remind you that there are makers who also own brick and mortar stores. So this total wouldn't equal 100% because there's some crossover. And it's kind of what I say in the intro, or actually, I should say my podcast editor who recorded my intro for me. It's what she says at the introduction of each episode is how there's like just so much crossover amongst us. You might have an online shop, or you might have a brick and mortar store, or you might make your own products, or you might have an online shop and be a booth vendor in a mall. Like there's just so many different variations. But I just kind of wanted to have a general idea, and it was I was not surprised that 73% of the listeners are brick-and-mortar store owners. The next question that I asked was about online presence. Just trying to figure out who has a website, who has an online shop, and 81% of you have websites. That's incredible, and I'm sure the pandemic probably spiked that number a bit higher because I saw how many shopkeepers were, I don't want to say in a panic, some were, but how many had to rush to increase their online presence last year when the pandemic hit? So there's 81% of you have the websites, and that's great. 66% of you have online shops or some form of e-commerce. And there were only 10% who have absolutely no website or online shop at all. So I was really happy to see only 10%. But of course, if you're in that 10%, I'm going to encourage you or nudge you to get something set up, even if it's just a landing page that's a website. And of course, there there may be situations where some retail store owners just say, like, it's just not necessary. My business is doing well. I don't have to have an online presence. Maybe that's the case. But in this time, during these times, and moving forward especially, I just think it's really important to at least have something where people can find you online and get information about your business. So if you're in that 10%, I'm going to nudge you to either get an online shop, actually just nudge you to at least get a website. Let's not jump into the online shop, right? The next question that I asked was, how many years in business? How many years have you been in business? And this one surprised me a little. I didn't realize we have so many seasoned business owners in our community. So I'm going to break down the percentages. There were 8% of you who have been in business less than two years, but the majority of everyone else has been in business two or more years. So it was 46% of you have been in business two to five years. 24% of you have been in business between 5 to 10 years, and 22% of you have been in business 10 plus years. It goes to show that we can all learn or continue to learn no matter how long we've been in business, right? I just want to make sure that I'm high-fiving, like I'm virtually high-fiving the 22% of you that have been in business 10 plus years. Like seriously, good for you. I give you a ton of credit. That's incredible. And I want to make sure I mention you because you're still listening. It's probably why you're in business for that long, right? It was a a recent post that I did on Instagram, actually Instagram and Facebook, where I said, we don't need business degrees. And someone commented and said, right, like we don't, what we need is to continually 
educate ourselves and stay on top of things. And that's exactly what's going on here. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're part of the lab, if you're part of Master Shopkeepers, and you're a seasoned retail store owner, it's because you understand the value of educating yourself and staying on top of trends and learning, constantly learning. It's what I do too. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Email marketing shouldn't be so hard. That's what I thought for years when I struggled using another software program to design and send emails for my retail store. Then Flowdesk came along. Now it's so easy to design and send beautifully branded emails to our customers that convert into sales. I also use Flowdesk to send the Savvy Shopkeeper newsletter. Flowdesk is a woman-owned company and the software is in beta, which means they're still new and building some features, but personally, I have loved it. If you have an email list of over a thousand or more subscribers and you send emails to your customers pretty regularly, you know the monthly price for email marketing can add up. At this time, Flowdesk is offering unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for $38 a month. But I have a special offer for you. You can have unlimited subscribers and send unlimited emails for only $19 a month. To get half off the monthly price of $38, yes, that's only $19 a month, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. All right, the next question is location. And this one probably won't surprise many people. 97% of the people that completed the survey, 97% of the shopkeepers are in the U.S., 2% in Canada, and 1% in Europe. And of course, all are welcome. I sometimes see podcast stats in terms of downloads and how many people listen. And, you know, they it, we kind of creep up into like the top 200 all over the world. It's always interesting. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that one day. But what I'd really like to do in the future is have a conversation or a podcast interview with one or a few of the European shopkeepers in particular. Like I would like to know how much of the content I share here on the podcast is relatable. And if all shopkeepers, regardless of where we are in this world, if we all share the same struggles, and I'm guessing we do, but I think that would be a really interesting conversation Um, If you guys think that would be interesting too, DM me. If you are a shopkeeper who listens to this podcast and you're somewhere outside of the U.S. or outside of Canada, I would love for you to reach out to me on Instagram too if you're willing to have a chat with me. And my username on Instagram is at Savvy Shopkeeper, and that's two Vs like Victor, at Savvy Shopkeeper. All right, the next question was about annual revenue. And I know how protective some of the retailers in our community can be about their numbers. So I kept this really simple. I just asked, do you make over 250K in revenue a year or less than 250K in revenue a year? 69% of you generate less than 250K, less than a quarter of a million in annual revenue. And 31% of you generate more than a quarter of a million in revenue. Again, I probably could have added a couple of other responses here, but I really tried to keep this one simple. And this actually gave me a pretty clear picture of who listens. 
This is one detail that I just feel is helpful to know because so many independent retailers keep their financial information private or close to their chests. Most of us really never know if our revenue, our annual revenue, is comparable to other shopkeepers in our industry. I will add, though, that we do get more insight on annual revenue in both the Shopkeepers Lab and Master Shopkeepers because group members, I think, and I hope, feel it's a safe space to share, and I'm glad they do. So we do have deeper conversations on occasion in both of those groups. I would say more so in Master Shopkeepers. It's definitely that that group they feel really safe in there and it's just it's a it's a tight bond and we all respect each other and we all respect each other's information and privacy so we do dig a little bit deeper into those conversations there the next question was are you happy with your revenue and this one confirms why i create the content and provide the resources that i do because half of you reported that you are not happy with your revenue 36% said you're getting there which means there's some level of not being happy with it right and then 14% of you said you're happy with your revenue so really like 86% of you are saying you're either getting there or you're not happy with it And that just kind of validates um, why I do what I do. And it just, you know, it's a good reminder. I'm really looking forward to all the future episodes I have coming out because these are the things that I talk about, right? This is one area where I sincerely believe I can make a difference and help shopkeepers hit their goals. The next question was about profit and or pay. Essentially, I was asking, is your business profitable and or do you pay yourself? Now, depending on your business structure, I suppose pay and profit can be the same. We won't go into the technicalities, but it was just really trying to gauge who is profitable. This one is important because considering the length of time many survey participants have been in business... When we go back to the statistic of, you know, I think it was more than half of you have been in business over five years, this one's important because it would have been nice to see that these percentages were a little bit higher. But let me share what the results were. 48% of you said you pay yourself. And I didn't dig any deeper. I didn't ask, do you pay yourself what you want to pay yourself? Are you happy with that? It was just, do you pay yourself? So 48% of you said you do pay yourselves. 39% of you said you are profitable. And 47% of you said you're getting there. Whether it's profit, pay, both. I think we get the idea. Based on the getting there percentage, you're making progress and that's great. And when I talk about working less and profiting more and growing, Yes, this is something I'm passionate about, but not because I personally want it for you. It's not, yes, I do want it for you, but what's more important is that you want it for yourselves. And that, it it really kind of came through when you said, 47% of you said you're getting there. All right, the next question was, do you work too many hours? And this was about half. Half of you said yes, and the other half said no. So this one was pleasantly surprising that half of you feel like you have your hours of work each week under control. It doesn't, it doesn't control you. At least your business doesn't control you. Maybe other things do, but your business doesn't. 
And, and then I also had a, an other response where someone could fill in their own answer. And a few of the responses on this question made me chuckle. Um, someone said, maybe my family should answer this question, LOL. And then someone else joked because I didn't have this as an option on this question. Someone else said, I'm getting there and put a laughing emoji on it. So at least you had fun with it. You see the sense of humor in it. Most likely there are quite a few of you, though, who I know struggle with time management and just want to get things, get your hours under control in your stores. And I get it. Okay, the next one is where do you need more support in your business? And I think I gave a list of like 10 different options, 10 different answers, but I'm just going to share the top five. Again, this is where do you need more support in your business? At 80%, the top one was strategy and growth. Marketing was 64%. Finances, 54%. Time management, 50% technology 43%. So strategy and growth clearly dominated and understanding now I should say understanding that many shopkeepers in our community have been open for at least 2 years it's totally understandable that this is where you want more support. It also inspired me to record episode 68 why growth matters. It's the episode right before this one if you haven't listened, if you're a new listener this time around. Um, and you want to go back and listen to that one, it's episode 68. And then the next question was, what else could Savvy Shopkeeper offer that would be helpful? All of the other questions I feel like were more about you, your businesses, your goals, where you need help. This one was more about what could I offer that would be helpful in addition to what I already offer. And the first, what came in first, I should say, is an in-person retreat at 66%. A coaching, a more in-depth coaching program, a work less, profit more coaching program, that came in at 47%. A planner, and I think I might have specifically said a paper planner, came in at 39%, and a virtual summit came in at 38%. I knew the in-person retreat would be the winner. I also asked when you would be comfortable attending, and many of you said this fall, this upcoming fall in 2021. And I understand the comfort level for traveling and attending an in-person event this year is going to be different for everyone. I respect that. But if you are interested in a Savvy Shopkeeper retreat and you aren't on my email list, I'm going to recommend that you get on it because I will have an announcement soon. We'll link a form to subscribe to my newsletter in the show notes if you want to get on on that email newsletter list. What did surprise me a little was the coaching program. I've mentioned a new program now in the past two episodes that I was going to open, but I found that shopkeepers, although they are really interested, they just aren't quite ready for this type of program at least from those of you that have responded or sent me feedback or showed interest in it and then would tell me, but, so I've decided to hold off on this program for a bit. If not having the data, if, if, if you didn't apply, I guess I should say, if you didn't apply to the program, but you were really interested in it, and if you didn't apply because you don't have the information that you need to participate, I've decided instead to start sharing some podcast episodes on how you can help yourself so you can get the information that you need 
so that you can sign up for the program. I think that's the number one reason why most of you didn't sign up is because you didn't have your bookkeeping caught up or in order and because you haven't started a full inventory management system. Like you don't have that in place. And those are two things that I asked for to participate in the program. I also said it wasn't necessary, but in order to get the most out of the program, you needed to have those things in place. So in all these past episodes, I mean, we're at episode 69, or in the most recent episodes, I've covered why these two things are important, bookkeeping and inventory management. But now I can tell that I kind of need to do some podcast episodes to nudge you or to educate you on how to start tackling these two pretty substantial parts of running a retail business. These are the two areas that seem, I don't know, I don't want to say scare, I don't want to put words into anyone's mouth, but these are the two areas that shopkeepers tend to avoid or tend to shy away from, or maybe they are afraid of. They don't know where to begin with getting bookkeeping set up. They don't know where to begin begin with getting an inventory management system in place. So my goal for the rest of this year is to start educating all of you on those two subjects. So I'll be doing more episodes on those two things. I highly recommend if you don't have a bookkeeper or bookkeeping in place, or you don't have an inventory management system where you can see all of your inventory in one place, what you paid for it, what the retail value is, how long you've had the inventory. If you don't have those two things set up, I highly encourage you to use 2021 to do that. So let's say, for example, so many shopkeepers used 2020 or the first two quarters of 2020 to get their websites and their e-commerce stores and all of those things set up. Great. I commend you. I think that's a step in the right direction. But now I'm going to encourage you to get those other key pieces of your business in place and to stop avoiding them. So stay tuned for those episodes and the program is on hold for now. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is a payroll software system for small businesses that makes it easy to add new hires, calculate and withhold taxes, process payroll for employees and contractors, and stay compliant. Even better, Gusto is affordable for small retail business owners. If you're looking to hire and you're overwhelmed by what to withdraw, how to calculate it, what paperwork you need to file, Gusto makes it really easy to manage payroll. The system does it all for you. If you want more like time tracking, workers' compensation benefits, or other benefits for employees, Gusto offers those services too. We all learned in 2020 the value of payroll employees versus subcontractor employees, particularly when we applied for federal assistance programs or local and national grants. If you know it's time to build a team of payroll employees or you're frustrated with your current payroll provider, and you want to try Gusto for one month free, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto for a special link. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Gusto, G-U-S-T-O. Now to wrap up this episode, I want to end it with sharing some of the incredible feedback I received. Again, I won't be sharing names um, for these bits of feedback, but I will share if I know If it was a lab, a shopkeeper's lab, or a master shopkeeper's member. 
There were a handful of surveys that were also completed anonymously, so I can't really tell you then. So I'm just going to kind of read these back to back unless I have something to add about them because I have a feeling if I don't make this quick, we're going to make this episode way longer than it needs to be. Okay. Savvy Shopkeeper's resources have allowed me to turn my pretty small business into a busier, bigger business. That was an anonymous survey. Next one is being a part of Master Shopkeepers has been an asset to my business growth as well as my personal mental health. That is fantastic because I just did an episode about how important it is to be to be emotionally healthy, especially when running a business. I've become so much more focused on what I need to do to continue to grow our business. That's a Master Shopkeepers member. I shortened my hours during 2020 and still had a successful year and started paying myself to exclamation point. That is also a Master Shopkeepers member. And this one was really, really nice to hear because I know this particular shopkeeper was feeling exhausted and drained. So knowing that she was able to cut her hours and pay herself during a pandemic year, again, incredible. Next one, I learned so much and at my own pace. If I am in a rut and need some help, I know there is a sheet, a tutorial, a podcast, or a savvy friend I can ask. And that was a lab member. This one is one of the most impactful pieces of feedback I received. It was from a Master Shopkeepers member, and it was so short and sweet, but really hit me hard. She said, Master Shopkeepers has helped me find my voice. I don't know if I shared this one before, but this one really, really struck me. The next one, as a maker just getting started, Savvy Shopkeeper and The Lab have been an absolute goldmine of information for me. This was a Shopkeeper's Lab member, and this is a Shopkeeper's Lab member who's new to the group, and I can tell she really dove in. She doesn't have a brick-and-mortar store She hand makes her items. She just started and already watching her growth in her business has been impressive. And I keep telling her like it's her doing the work. Like you can join the shopkeepers lab at $19 a month and you decide what you do with that. And she has hundreds of lessons at her disposal that she could just ignore, but she doesn't. She actually goes in and she watches the lessons and she asks questions. She engages in the group and already I've seen her make so much progress in her business. That one was a really important one to me. The next one is, I'm thankful for the tools you have given me to be able to grow my business. So I kept seeing a little bit of a repeat pattern. So many comments about growing, learning and growing their businesses. I thought that was really cool to see. The next one, you show us all of the behind the scenes stuff and provide reasonable benchmarks that aren't really available online. You've probably heard me talk about this in some of the previous episodes. It is, it's hard for us to understand where we fall because all of our business information is private. It's not public. We don't have to report it to anyone. So you don't find it in studies You don't find the benchmarks and so many, there are probably so many resources out there and so many articles, but they don't always dig deep. They don't always share the things that we really need to know. So I really appreciated that piece of feedback. 
The next one, this was a lab member. She said, Savvy Shopkeeper is helping me realize how to prioritize and organize so that I can spend less time in my business and more time working on my business. Next was a Master Shopkeepers member. They said, when I have a question or feel overwhelmed, this is the first place I turn to. Again, not everything in both groups or in all of my resources Necessarily, it's not always about the information. It's sometimes feeling safe and comfortable and feeling like you can be in a community of people that will respect you and that will answer your questions in a respectful way. And you don't have to worry about what's going to be said or how you're going to be treated. The next one is kind of long and I'm going to read it because I think it's important. This person is a Master Shopkeepers member, and they said, the first time I heard the Savvy Shopkeeper podcast, I realized that I was not looking at my business correctly. I began my business as a creative outlet to overcome a tragic loss, but I never had a business class or degree. I never had looked at my business as a true business. The podcasts were like mini business classes. Then I joined Master Shopkeepers, and whoa, she said whoa in all capital letters. I entered a whole new dimension of learning and sharing. Almost 30 years of having my business and my eyes were opened. One of the most impactful statements Kathy said has been, it is okay to work in your business, but you also have to work on your business. I am understanding my numbers better, how to become profitable. I have support. The podcast and their master classes have given new life to my business, plus given me hope. I know that one was a bit long, but I thought that one really kind of captures so many parts of, I guess, the Savvy Shopkeeper brand and what we do here. The next one was another Master Shopkeepers member. They said, I honestly have no idea how I could run my business without this coaching and the community that goes with it. The next one... Let's see, this was also a master member. They said, whether highly successful or struggling small town business, you never devalued any size business. And that one, actually, I don't know if that was a master shopkeepers member. I think that one might have been anonymous. But that one, I think I've said this before, is also really important to me. I don't care if you generate $25,000 in annual revenue or two hundred fifty dollars or $2.5 million in annual revenue. I'm here to help all shopkeepers. Um, There's just a few more. Next one was a shopkeepers lab member. They said, I use a number of the forms, templates, and formulas you you have created. They've helped me focus on metrics, know which metrics to pay attention to, how to calculate them, and as a new business owner, that that information has been so helpful and eye-opening. This next one was a master shopkeepers member, and they said, Savvy shopkeeper, especially master shopkeepers, is a lifesaver. The family I've gained and the resources available are invaluable. I don't spend money frivolously. And this group is worth it. A must-have. Thank you to that person. I don't want you spending money frivolously either. So the fact that you find value in in anything I offer, I, I appreciate Okay, uh, the next one is actually a one-on-one coaching client. This person is not part of any of the, the Savvy Shopkeeper communities, and they said, tons of help with financial strategies through coaching. Thank you, exclamation point. I bumped up my prices, and it is helping me feel better about margins. 
All right, a few more. Being in this group has helped me tremendously. My business in particular. One of the biggest time savers and confusion cutters has been implementing systems and processes. I'm not reinventing the wheel or getting stuck. I have a system and process for it. And then <laughs> this one made me laugh because then, then they said, I also find my binder comforting. And this is the binder if you join the lab or if you join Master Shopkeepers and you download all of the worksheets, the shopkeeper worksheets, I recommend grabbing a binder and putting all of your worksheets in them, keeping them really organized. It's like our Bible, our business Bible. But it made me laugh when she said she finds her binder comforting. The next one, this person said, honestly, I didn't pay myself for close to 15 years. And in parentheses, they said crazy, right? After listening to one of your podcast episodes, I started paying myself. Not much, but a start. I'm considering a raise after my taxes are completed this year. And this was a podcast listener. This was someone who just listens to the podcast. And the fact that a podcast episode can make that much impact um, really just, I, I don't know. It really got me. The next one is I've actually quit being in other groups just so that I could be in this one more as it will help me as a business profit more. And then another really impactful piece of feedback was this one. And this is the last one I have to share. This person said, I have listened to every one of your podcasts and have shared with many other small businesses. When you released the short ones while we were shut down, I can't tell you how much they saved me. I would come to my closed dark shop and assemble face shields while listening to every one, meaning every episode. It helped to make me feel not so alone in all of the unknown. You helped push me into the uncomfortable world of live sales, which in itself saved my business. When I read that piece of feedback, along with some of those other really impactful statements, I realized I have been underestimating the impact of what I do and the power of this podcast and never again. I won't underestimate. I I don't want to underestimate the power of this podcast again. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to complete the survey And even more importantly, thank you for your time and your incredible words and the reminder not to underestimate what I'm doing. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 69. If you want to visit the Shopkeepers Academy, that's ShopkeepersAcademy.com. That's where you'll find information about the Shopkeepers Lab, Master Shopkeepers, and one-on-one coaching. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.